0: Merry Christmas! This is the Life Beat Podcast right before Christmas. I am your host today, Chris Gass, Right to Life Michigan Education Coordinator. Sitting on my left, rolling her eyes so hard they're going to pop out of her sockets, is our Director of Communications and Education, Anna Visser. And on my right is the very cold and blanketed Emily Kroll.
1: Yes, yeah, Welcome ladies.
0: Office. It is. So we have a year in match. If you donate more, we can turn up the heat. No, I'm just kidding. It um, <laughs> doesn't
1: quite work that way.
0: All right. So uh, we've got some pretty heady topics to talk about here before Christmas, but that is our job. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Michigan Planned Parenthood and their Freudian projection. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, America and your Social Security money. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, JB. Pritzker, Governor of the great state of Illinois.
1: Would you say great now?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, governor of Illinois. We'll be great. Governor of Illinois, the prospect pers- prospective future felon, JB. Pritzker because that's usually what happens to Illinois governors. Um, all of my Illinois relatives, Democrat and Republican, will agree with me there. So it's true. Um, what they did is, Illinois in the last few years has gone, uh, you know, gone to the max when it comes to promoting abortion. And so Illinois, uh, Pritzker signed into law a bill repealing Michigan or uh, Illinois' requirement for parental consent for underage minors before they have abortions. So I think, you know, in Michigan, our experience showed that um, teen abortions have dropped precipitously since we required parental consent in 1990. Illinois, I don't have the number in front of me, but I think their abortions in the last two years, so from like 2017 to 2019, that's before the COVID year where everyone's abortions seemed to have increased. Illinois' abortions were up something like um, between like 10 and 20%. In two years
1: it's quite a lot
0: from their low Mm -hmm. so illinois like everyone else was trending low and in the last two years they have skyrocketed up including um out-of-state abortions now they require taxpayer-funded abortions in the state and now in illinois if you're 17 and you get pregnant you do not have to even inform your parent that you're having an abortion you can just go have an abortion and your parent has no idea that their grandchild is now dead
1: and beyond that it's one thing to say that you know this teenager who finds himself pregnant doesn't need to tell their parent it's it's another thing when you realize that teenagers who have suffered abuse at the hands of strangers, teachers, human traffickers, we have situations where there have been teenagers that have been raped by high school or their teachers, and the teacher takes them to Planned Parenthood, and, and Planned Parenthood covers it up, and then the te- parents are never notified. So what you're doing is, one, you're going to increase teen abortions, but two, young girls who are being abused, who are being raped, who are being trafficked, are not going to have any hope of discovery because... People are just going to be able to take these girls in, have them get their abortion, and then go back to the abuse.
0: Yeah, that reminds me, you know, uh, abortions in case of incest that doesn't happen uh, very often, but that's, you know, one of those so, so-called hard cases that uh, people have trouble coming to the pro-life position on and it gets brought up. But in those cases, I mean, we have plenty of experience seeing, you know, rapists, with their children, um, you know, taking them to the abortion facility, sometimes multiple times to cover up their crime. You know, the child is the evidence that puts the parent away. And I've seen a story too, where, uh, you know, a a girl told her mom and the mom didn't believe her. Cause it's like, this is my husband. How could he be capable of such a thing? And it wasn't until she got pregnant that she put two and two together and like, believe like, you know, I mean, that's a pretty, there's lots of layers to that story. There's but, a lot of layers. But, but the, I mean, the bottom line is, um, you know, this, doesn't serve, this doesn't serve parents' interest. It's not in the interest of the girl. It's in the interest of Planned Parenthood, though, and it's other very, abortion facilities. It's
1: very much in the interest of the abortion facilities, because well, they're going to be charging between 500 depending on the, the, the how far along she is in her pregnancy, they're going to be charging between usually about $500 to upwards if it's late term. Two, three, four, five thousand dollars for for the abortion, and they're just gonna—it's all a money-making scheme.
2: Especially with the abortion pill, basically they're making it that you can get it over the mail and anyone can get it. That just adds more danger for the teenager who's gonna go through that alone, no one's knowing that it's happening, and you know it could be very dangerous for her.
0: Now I wonder if that would be the one situation where the abortion facility doesn't want you to do that, because then if the package arrives in the mail and the parents see it, I'm sure it would like, wouldn't say it's from what it is, but if the parents decide to open it, like, why is my kid getting,
1: Right? Yeah, know, but two pills? Yeah, but they can always, if
0: that'd be in, that's in interesting...
1: trafficking situations or assault situations, the package is probably going to go to the abuser. That's true. And we know that deceptive packaging is something that is very common with certain yeah, materials I, I have and a items. I feeling that
2: they wouldn't label all of abortion pill, you know.
1: Yeah, and they're probably not going to have, you know, as a return address, Planned Parenthood. They're right. going to have some sort of shill company, essentially.
0: Right. So, I wonder if they'd still be a little too nervous to do it.
1: I would doubt it. It's, it, it, when you're making that much
2: money, you can... Well, I in Illinois... Well, I guess you
0: don't, you don't really care because it's, it's not your problem. And it's technically the, like, not illegal. Right. Yeah. right, I was just going to say,
2: they wouldn't get in trouble... And they already the paid for it, right? Out. Yeah, they already paid for it. So, yeah. The law says it's perfectly legal. And one thing so. abortion
0: facilities are not known for is compassionate proper follow-up care.
2: No. No. Yeah, uh, so the only person that would get in trouble is the daughter.
1: Yeah, it's
2: sad. It really is sad how the
1: state of Illinois is not the first to do this. Um, they, they're going out, they're, it's their single-minded purpose to become the abortion capital of the Midwest. And what people don't realize, what all of those representatives and, and senators in Illinois forgot when they were going through and, and repealing their old laws, is they forgot what happens to women they forgot that they need to protect the very people that they said needed their rights it's it's sickening how women are just forgotten in this whole abortion topic pills over the mail removing parental consent it's you're harming women and you're not helping them
2: well and they always scream abortions health care if your child was going was getting a procedure or taking medication or whatever You'd probably know about it. They'd probably notify you. So if it truly is health care, they should, you know. You it would be normal procedure to <laughs> let the parents know. Abortion is health
0: care. To... And don't treat abortion like any other thing in health care.
2: Parents have to give consent
1: for their teenagers to have a pill for a headache at school. Right. Like.
0: I worked in a school's nurse office. I know that.
1: It's just, it's ridiculous. It so are we going to be now at the point where schools can't give a teenager a, a painkiller for a migraine, but hey, I can give you an abortion pill.
0: You know, and the second part of the abortion pill is misoprostol, which is an ulcer medication that is doubled as, you know, like, you can't give a kid ulcer medication without parental consent. You just can't.
1: Yeah. So... It's a, mess. It's I a guess, mess. I guess
0: if you're a kid and you want to hide your ulcer from your parents, go buy an abortion pill, you know, and they'll send you the, the ulcer. You know, who, it's just, it's, the logic is uh,
1: Non-existent.
0: deficient. Non-existent. So do you think Pritzker, these other legislators in Chicago and the rest of Illinois, when they see these abortion numbers continuing to skyrocket, because I can almost guarantee in 2020, almost every state, unless they restricted abortions like Texas um, or i think one or two others like abortions increased a lot um, so who knows what that's going to look like in illinois but these massive increases do they do they experience any shame is there emotion pride
2: probably pride well, you
0: know like oh look all
2: these all these abortions were providing these women were helping
0: i guess you know I wonder you know if safe was safe legal and rare I know a lot of like maybe people who consider themselves pro-choice would agree that that you know would would actually genuinely goal. believe in that statement but the people like Pritzker and their legislators and the abortion industry itself I mean it's all think, about the money Do you think any of them were ever serious about that whole you know rare part I mean I don't think so Probably not. And if they do, they tend to, you know, those would be the ones that would turn pro-life or just leave when yeah. they realize. But uh,
2: I think they're getting away from the rare because it's still somewhat shaming right. abortion in their eyes, and so they don't, you know, they're not really saying that anymore. The only part they care about is legal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no same. Well, Illinois, leading the Midwest in taking the lives of babies. Um, so another story I wanted to talk about. So there's uh, some news, I think it was yesterday, that uh, you know the U.S. Census Bureau every year releases estimates on population growth. And I guess they run from July to July, you know, instead of like a calendar year. But um, the most recent one uh, had America's population increased uh, only By 400,000, I think it was the first time it was under a million with a population increase since the great depression. So I think, and if you follow the trend, so the year before it was above a million, then it was down to 400,000 and we're seeing there was no COVID baby boom. There was a COVID baby bust, you know, so we're looking at a situation where next year, if the trend continues, it could be the first year in the entire history of the United States of America that the U S population declined. Now that this was going to happen at some point because of how demographics are going. And especially when you add in, you know, we're missing 61 plus million Americans because of abortion. Um, But they predicted this was going to be down the road, you know, maybe 10, 20 years, but we're already there. Um, And I mean, there's a couple levels to it. My first thought besides just pro-life issues is, you know, America has gone through two world wars where hundreds of thousands of Americans died on battlefields. We've gone through the Spanish flu where hundreds, if not millions of Americans died in one or two years. The, The current COVID pandemic 2020, America's population didn't decline.
1: Don't forget the Civil um,
0: War, where the we Civil lost War, where a huge proportion of Michigan yeah, of the America's population it was like died. It's like
1: six hundred thousand soldier casualties alone, and then you have to think of the people right. outside of that who who perished, and even the Civil War didn't do it.
0: And America's population still increased, but and even after Roe versus Wade, the massive number of abortions increasing for years. Uh, you know, uh, for 15 years, just massive increases, well, more like 10 years, um, America still grew, but you, you combine everything and abortion again is a huge part of it. Um, you know, I think basically, you know, one in six pregnancies that won't end in a miscarriage ends in an abortion in America, something like that. Um, so I mean, this has a massive amount of implications um, so we mentioned in the beginning, social security, bye. social security functions, because young people pay the bill for old people, Medicare, gone, same thing. Well, not...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but inevitably, if there is not enough right. population to right. support it, then it's not sustainable and it disappears. Right.
0: Those years that they're going bankrupt and those reports, you know, back in the nineties was like, Oh, 2020, 2030. That's really far away. Well, it's not really far away anymore.
1: Here we are. It's
0: here. Health insurance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: People spend most in health insurance, usually in the last year of their life. And that's typically older people. It's young, healthy people paying the premiums that make insurance plans work. If you have fewer, younger, healthy people, health insurance costs more. Everyone complains about the high cost of health insurance, but you know, we're missing 61 million people would most of who would be healthy and paying into your health insurance plan and not uh, collecting much in um, benefits down the road economic growth in general you know I I did see an interesting article uh, reacting this population growth you know all these fallacies people you know someone saying that oh this population growth, the fact that population growth means economic growth well that means the economy is just a big Ponzi scheme well yeah sort of like you know if everyone in your you know if everyone dies then there's no more economy you True. Know? so
1: that's a great way to think of it <laughs> oh, like, so happy no but we're gonna have like labor shortages there's already labor shortages because people don't want already work. yeah but now we're gonna get to the point where there is literally no one to take the jobs so then we're gonna have sort of labor shortages lead to supply shortage, which leads to price increases, and then so everything's gonna get more expensive, continuing to get more expensive. It's people are people like to look at the economy, and everyone thinks of the economy as it's money, 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 but the economy is is people, 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 people the people who are producing and driving force. And you if you don't have that foundation if you, there are no people, there is no economy. So it's it's a, whole, it's a different way to look at it, but it's true.
0: So, um, you know, the pandemic, pretty contentious politics. A lot of people turned off. A lot of people happy. Not a lot's happening, hopefully, this week, and they're tuned out. Maybe you're listening here in the car, and you're like, Oh, man, I hate politics. Why am I listening mm-hmm. to this? <laughs> Well, abortion contentious, but, you know, I think abortion should be the most contentious issue because it's, you know, life and death issue. But people don't understand, like, when we're talking about jacking taxes way up and cutting people's paychecks to pay for Social Security or Medicare or cutting benefits, if you want to get someone who's, like, say, 50, like, mad... Tell them, oh, we're going to cut your social security. Yeah. That you believe that you were entitled to because I earned this with the wages that I paid into the system. And now we're going to talk about cutting your money. Yeah. Or you want to see someone get mad, tell a 20-year-old, oh, yeah, that big chunk of your paycheck that's gone, that's going to get jacked way up Mm -hmm. so we can pay for those boomers.
1: And not only that, talking to someone who's 20 or 30 and saying, well, you know that retirement age? Yeah, that's not gonna happen for you.
0: Project <laughs> up to eighty, maybe you know, eighty-five.
1: Hopefully, you'll still be alive to retire. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of jaded young people who don't believe they're gonna get any Social Security, Medicare already. But when they see the the amount go up in that paycheck and their pay go down suddenly, I mean, this is a no-win situation.
1: It's not. It, everyone loses. Everyone's gonna
0: be angry, you know, and that's because again. 60 million people we are missing, who could be all of whom paying into Medicare, um, old enough, all of whom paying into Medicare and Social Security.
1: And it's not only that. It's the babies who were aborted in 1973 could be grandparents now. I mean, you're not losing just
2: Mm -hmm. over
1: 60 million. You're losing entire generations.
2: I just don't see people that are very pro-abortion getting that upset
0: about it really yeah about not getting their social security and medicare
2: yeah i can't see them
0: oh no making the connection or getting
2: i could see them making the connection but i would i think they would be like oh it's for the greater good you know
0: i don't know
2: you don't think so
0: no no Think, I don't think so. You think
2: that would make them so mad that they would completely change their mind?
0: I don't know if they'd change their mind, but they would find mad. someone else to take it out yeah. on.
1: they'll blame the pro-life have you, people. Have you ever yeah. had a
0: conversation with someone? You know, and the, the the I think I could be wrong, but I think the most pro-abortion demographic is probably women in their sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tell them that they're not going to get Social Security and Medicare. Have you ever had a conversation with someone to that? Like no. People like turn, like their personality suddenly like turn. The
1: the evil monster that lives inside comes out. Of all of us,
0: yeah, comes out. Yeah, I don't know. That's my been my experience. You know, you want to troll someone who's sixty? Tell them we should get rid of social security and see how they react. (laughs) Um,
2: I'll have to try it for for Christmas. Be prepared to duck and cover. (laughs) That's all I'm
0: saying. Yeah. So uh, just one more thing I wanted to talk about with that quick. So like, well, how do we fix it? Well, I mean, that's not entirely our issue, but you know, first of all, if you're, if you're in a giant hole, stop digging the hole. If you're Illinois and you have already gotten to China, you know, don't dig another hole to another continent, you know, like stop. If you are bleeding, stop the bleeding. Apply a tourniquet. Stop the bleeding. Don't poke more holes in yourself. Um, get married and have kids. Yeah, sure. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, but you know a lot of people look at this. You know, some people are like, "Well, good." Like these people have no idea of what they're in store for in a few. See, years. See, that's why.
2: That's why I think most of them think. It's oh, you're
0: like, thinking. Oh, the fact that there's fewer people.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, they're going to be good until their social security and Medicare starts getting cut or taxed. But
2: at that point, it's going to be too late for them.
0: Right. But they're still going to be really mad and they still vote. And that, so that, I mean, that's not our issue, but that is going to be an issue that affects everybody. And I'm, I'm predicting that that will make this COVID arguments and fights and defriending. And, you know, you're not part of my family anymore. I mean, make this look like Christmas day, you know, happiness. Um, but like everyone, like the, the so putting aside the people who think this is good, you know, we're just delusional, um, I shouldn't say delusional, but that's what they've been told. No,
1: they're, they're, they've yeah. been
0: told that over and over and over and over. Why would, if you've never been exposed to a different idea, why would you believe otherwise? But, um, the people who say, well, the way to fix this is just throw, like, we just need this program to help. You know, moms or dads, or we just need you know. Let's fund more contraception. This is their solution to. This is always the solution that would
2: be is. The create, opposite of us. We need. Solution we need.
0: I know. We need universal health. Like we need all these programs or whatever. Like, okay, and maybe that'll help people in certain situations. But like, you can look over at Europe, and every one of those programs that you're saying is a fix has been tried in one, or many, or even most of these countries, and Europe's birth rates are worse than America's. So the idea that, well, we could just paper this over with some, you know, spending some money on, you know, Biden's Build Back Better or whatever, you know, that is just not gonna cut it. And the other thing is, well, people say, well, let's just, immig- we just use immigration, you know, a ton of people will come in and that's how we'll replace our population. Except, well, birth rates are declining in other countries too. And oh, by the way, people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, especially Bill Gates, are spending tens of millions of dollars to make sure that these other countries with immigrants who are supplying all these young people to these dying economies um, are making sure that they are, uh, you know, legalizing abortion and getting rid of more uh, children or even coercive population control. So... You want a nice tree. You can't saw off the trunk at the bottom, you know. But that is that's where we're at. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs>
0: welcome to <laughs> oh, welcome to our a century of decline.
1: Welcome to reality.
0: Okay, one more thing um, to keep with Emily's theme of things. What what was the title for the segment?
1: I don't even know. It's things pro abortion. Things pro abortion. Oh, things pro my favorite.
0: Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other day, Michigan Planned Parenthood, Michigan uh, uh, Planned Parenthood Advocates of Michigan on their Twitter feed uh, retweeted an article, um, it was Next Level you know, Political Science, claiming that the pro-life movement, we're all white supremacists. So we're all white supremacists, and we just decided that the pro-life movement was the way to best further our white supremacy politically. Um, leaving aside for the fact that not everyone in the pro-life movement is white. Um, there's a major gap in their argument. So I would think the, the, the thing that a white supremacist would want most, correct me if I'm wrong, is fewer minorities, especially black people, right?
1: You would think. If you want to be Mm -hmm.
0: supreme over everybody, you don't want the other side to have a ton of people. Correct. what what's the best what is the number one cause of death in america for for african americans what was the number one cause of death that out since 1973 that has killed more african americans than every single other cause of death you can imagine accidents you know, disease, cancer, heart disease, gun violence, drugs, suicide. What's the one thing that's killed more African Americans since 1973 than all of those combined?
1: Abortion. Yeah. Hands down.
0: And, so. though, and though we can't break out the numbers by race by how many abortions Planned Parenthood performs, it could be the case that Planned Parenthood actually would be the number one cause of death it's itself likely. for... African-Americans.
1: I mean, and if you look at it this way, the city of New York has, for multiple years since the turning of the century, and actually 2017 was the first year this century that there were more black babies born in the city than aborted. And it was a difference of about a hundred, but from 2000 to 2017, every single year, there were more black babies aborted than born in the city of New York. Who is the number one abortion provider in the city of New York? Oh, Planned Parenthood. Didn't they have like Margaret Sanger Way and all of that stuff? Yeah, their flagship office is in
0: New York City.
2: Mm.
0: Um, So, Michigan Advocates Planned Parenthood?
2: They posted an article in response to that tweet that explains why they think pro-life movement is racist. And I didn't read it, but I'm very curious to see what they have to say. Like, probably regurgitated talking Well, the the, the,
0: the whole point was, well, these voters in the South, and, you know, and... Did you
2: read that article? Did I read did it? read the original okay.
0: article. And it, it's stupid.
2: It I really figured. Is. It's but projection. But I just was just like, what, are, what is it's this off It's of? projection.
0: It's projection, you know, like...
2: All the responses to their tweet, though, were great. They were all like, "Um, your founder." <laughs> oh, you must
0: have looked at the national one.
2: No, oh, the I Michigan didn't one. I looked at the Michigan oh, one. Oh, I have
0: to go back and look. Oh, you know what? There
2: wasn't really anyone that was being like, "Yeah," for that
1: because it's because it's been their talking point has been disproven so many times by so many different people on both sides. You know what's
2: funny though is when. Genevieve, our legislative director, and I went to the oral arguments. Mm-hmm. We went on the other side, you know, to try to have conversations with <laughs> the pro boards, which was very interesting. But they had all these signs that said abortion bans are racist. And we looked at each other and we were like, "Huh, I wonder how." So we go up to them and we're we we asked them <laughs> about their sign, which they really did not appreciate because they didn't have any response. And, um, their, well, their response was either you get away from me or I'm going to get away from you because they didn't have an explanation of how abortion bans were racist. So. Yeah. They don't have anything to back it up. It's just
0: a faith statement. You have to take it on faith. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And every now and then, um, here, here, um, through our website or over the phone, we'll get someone who who calls or sends a statement with the same talking points of Planned Parenthood. You guys are a bunch of racists, white supremacists, Nazis. They can just continue all of the litany of different insults. And um, the truth is that pro-life people are not racist, that we actually want the minority communities to grow. We want to see abortion stop in minority communities and we want babies to be born and raised. And that's why we have pregnancy centers. It's why we try to get government funding for pregnant mothers and students. And we're fought tooth and nail at every turn. But Planned Parenthood of Michigan, look in the mirror. Y'all are the supremacists.
0: <laughs> and so just to end, since it is Christmas, you know, is a that... <laughs> Whoa, em- My oh, gift to Emily... you is the truth. Okay, um... <laughs> So, you know, just, uh, we saw a a funny Babylon Bee article the other day, you know, um, you know, King Herod, part of the Christmas story, you know, killing all the newborns to protect his power and authority, um, you know, and the, and the Babylon Bee article was King Herod gets the Maggie award from Planned Parenthood. Um, so, uh, very apropos for the season, sadly, very sadly. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of LifeBeat. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy any time off you have, and we will see you...